brothers and sisters, friends and comrades, this is the PRC Show. I am your host, Paul Cooley, and thank you for listening. This is going to be episode uh, 0002 of A Complete Idiotech Guide to Radiohead coming up in about two and a half minutes. Um, I got a lot of your fan mail, and I don't think Jake hates Radiohead. I think he's going to like them a little bit, but... Yeah, I know a lot of you Radiohead fans were like, who is this guy? He needs to be publicly executed or at least put in stocks. How dare he say anything about Radiohead? Listen, he's got a valid, he has his opinion, it is his own, and he has a right to it. Um, He's younger too, guys. He's a millennial. You know what I mean? He doesn't know. He doesn't know the musical journey that most of us have been on. So he's just going to like poo-poo some of this stuff. Um, anyways, we are going to talk about the album, The Bends, coming up, and, uh, I am not going to just do this, a complete idiotex guide to Radiohead all the time now. After this episode, I have another one coming up that is a non-Radiohead, uh, themed show, kind of about exercise, but you'll hear it later. Uh, this is me playing guitar right now, by the way. The song is called too clean with um, something I forget anyways uh, we're going to get into this Radiohead show soon hope you guys are staying cool I'm going to a wedding shortly it is a cool humid, not really cool warm, humid night here in Pittsburgh I'm slightly sweating in the attic We're going to get to this episode here shortly. All right. Thanks for listening. This is a complete Idiotech's Guide to Radiohead, episode 0002. On this show, we're going track by track through all Radiohead's official albums, from Pablo Honey to a Moonshake Pool. And on this episode, we are going to talk about the bends, along with much, much extemporaneous oratory. So, Jake, it has been a brief hiatus since our last episode, and how are you doing? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling positive. I'm ready to go. The bends. I'm not going to give anything away. You know what? I really like how this is episode 0002, as if we're going to be doing up to a thousand episodes. Well, I didn't want to put us in a box. And not a thousand, just 999. The sky is the limit. Yeah, I didn't want to. How are you on your hiatus? 
any? Did you accomplish anything? Do anything fun or? I've been good. I did nothing. Listen to Radiohead. Good. Um, definitely good. don't have more important things I should be doing with my time. You pointed out something to me that I just thought was important for the listeners, and I for- failed to mention this in the first episode. And it was the first time I heard, or in my memory of remembering um, uh, Radiohead, is the song Creep. And you looked through an old yearbook of mine, dusted off my old Shaler Middle School yearbook. I just wanted to see the history and of you, you. you. This is where it's just funny, where maybe God does exist, because you said the name Corey Durness. Corey Durness. Definitely. Who, who knows what she's doing now? She was a very lovely uh, young woman. I liked her a lot because her last name was a D and my last name's a C. She sat right behind me. She was talking about one day about this song, Creep, and she said, you know, there's a part in the song where he says, I'm so very special, but the but the real version is so effing special. Right, right. And she's like, oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. He has all this anger on stage, and I've heard the real version. And so I remember like being mindful of that. And the next time I saw the video, I thought, oh, yeah, this band's pretty cool. But then I never really followed up on it. So that was my first introduction to Radiohead, really. Uh, but now we're on to the second, their second album, The Benz. Could we get Corey Durness on this podcast? Oh, my God, that would be so Do great. Do you think that we could get her? You know what? Of all the people in Shaler, what I remember about her was um, uh, nothing but good things. Nothing but good things. I remember she kind of got in arguments with the principal. She was smart. Um, I think she might have gotten married at a young age. I don't know. Maybe had kids. Who knows? She was smart. I liked her a lot. Um, not like in a dating sense, but just as friends. Right. right. Um, but like she was kind of more popular, sort of. Really? I could not tell from that picture. Yeah. I, I think I think because of just her friendship circle. Who knows? Anyways. So the Benz is the second album and they have Radiohead has all this pressure to create a hit because creep is so big. So the record company's pushing them like, all right, guys, you got to come out with another big hit. And they're, they're, they're not into that. They don't even like playing creep. They actually start calling it crap. Yeah. They call it that right song. there. Those are joke masters. So they, they, um, they start working on the song, my iron lung to be the single which is um, they think that might be the next big hit for them. Now, real quick, which track number is that? Um, that is later in the album, which we will get through. We'll go track by track in a moment. But they're having a lot of problems coming up with songs, and they also want to experiment a little bit more. They're using the same... Um, I know I'm getting this a little bit wrong, but the, the same guy that produced their last one, which they liked a lot because he was hands off, but they're recording in like fits and starts. They actually go to Abbey Road studio where the famous lads from Liverpool, the monkeys, <laughs> I think we're talking about the kinks. Oh, no, not the kinks. Um, the Beatles, by the way, real quick, Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, rank them. Beatles, Led Zeppelin, there is a correct Rolling answer. Stone. Um, are we talking who I think is the best or who I think are the most important? Well, is this subjective or objective? No, I guess here? obviously the Beatles would be the most important, but for you. So I'm kind of going to have to go with, um, going to have to go with Led Zeppelin. I'm really into witchy stuff, the occult. Uh, so I really kind of dig that about their music. Then I'm going to have to go with the Rolling Stones, I think. Uh, also, somewhat into the occult that I hmm, I learned yeah. recently, 
And then and the Beatles, last yeah. is probably going to have to be the Beatles. I just, I mean, I get it. I like them, but I wouldn't go out of my way. Uh, the Beatles are interesting to me for their their sound is so different, and they recorded a ton in such a short period of time. Right, right. They're like seven albums or like yeah. ten albums in like such a I don't know, seven years or something. But I'm probably the same way. My might flip the Beatles and Rolling Stones only because I don't I'm not that familiar with the Rolling Stones. But I was a pretty big Led Zeppelin fan. Um, I actually w- watched one of their videos a lot live, the like BBC and their concerts. I think they're great. Um, so anyways, they, pref- they start to record at Abbey Road, but they're really having a hard time writing music. Uh, Tom's drinking a lot and, um, they're getting pressure from the record company. They're, let's see, what else do I have to say before we get in track by track? Um, so hmm. love the album cover, love the album. album cover. Okay. Let's talk about that. So the name the Benz is a colloquial name for a complaint suffered by deep sea divers who rise to the surface too quickly. Oh, here we go. I see what this in is about. In deep water, high pressure yeah. causes the release of excess nitrogen into the bloodstream. So if a diver re-enters a low pressure environment without giving the nitrogen time to properly dissipate, bubbles temporarily form in the diver's blood. The result is severe discomfort, often making... Uh, the diver bend over in agony. And this is kind of... Uh, symbolic. Symbolic. Rise. Yeah. Highly symbolic. Uh, you know, this is like an albatross... Creep is like an albatross for... Um, big bird. Yeah. Well, it's not a big bird. What is albatross? You know what I mean. Albatross in literary whatever. It means... Um, well, an albatross is a big seabird. <laughs> yeah. But what does an albatross mean? It means like a burden like a burden that it's like a curse. Yeah, it's like too big. Um it just kind of like all encompassing, kind of can't get out of its Would you say like a, an albatross around my neck? That uh, doesn't make sense though. A bird around my neck. No, I think they just I think it's about the very big wingspan of the seabird and this it just alba- kind of takes up so much space. Would you say like this albatross is weighing me down? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Because it's on your back? Um, because it's on your head? I don't know. So they're tired of playing Creep. This is a very ocean-themed thing that we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, so they, they, but people want to hear it. Play what people want to hear. Yeah. Crank out the hits. Come on. People want to hear Creep. Play it. Just play it. Plus, they're getting all this money. Uh, Tom buys a house in the suburbs or something. They're doing well financially. They're on, they should be feeling happy, but they're feeling like shit. Yeah. All right, so try to keep it clean he buys here. his house outside of Nervenshire, one of those mm-hmm. tiny, tiny English villages. For sure. And, but, you know, um, so, and again, Tom's drinking a little bit too much. In fact, he's drinking so much that when they record their first song, uh, which was one of their easier ones to record, Planet Telex, he was probably um, laying down on the ground in the studio, like almost passed out drunk, just like screaming into a microphone. That sounds awesome. Which sounds really rock yeah, and roll. And cool. I would love to be um, there. But this band's not really known for their drinking and drugging, but you know, they did a little drugs and drinking. Uh, on one of the concert footages I saw, I, Tom said like, okay, thanks for the show. Don't mix your drugs. <laughs> so he's aware. <laughs> he's aware that people do those things. I mean, they just, the music kind of lends itself to that. So they're having problems recording. Then Tom comes up with this song, Fake Plastic Trees, which is sort of inspired by Jeff Buckley. He saw Jeff Buckley play 
who I know very little about, but I know a lot of people love him and say he's like the greatest thing. He saw him play just a guitar and sing, and he was like, man, that guy's just doing a great song just by himself. So Tom wrote a song just with uh, his acoustic guitar, and um, it turned out really great, and eventually the band kind of comes in. They work on it hard. They add some more stuff to it, but that kind of takes a little pressure off. They're touring. They recorded this album in different places. Anyways... Uh, blah blah blah. Before we get into the songs, what what do you know about Jeff Buckley? Uh, not much. I've seen an album cover with his face on it, uh, and that was actually very recently. Other than that, I don't really know much. So obviously, the parallels between the Bends rising too quickly, it's too much, unpleasant is very similar. They're not they they're not doing well with this success. Uh, this is the problem I have with um. This podcast? Are you afraid that the same thing is going to happen to us? That like the first episode is so good, and then we're our, never going to get past. I'm it. feeling pressure right now. I mean, how are we going to make better yeah, than that first? It's like one? a big albatross on our back. Oh my god! But like they want to make albums. They don't want to just make jingles and um, you know, pop music, commercial, commercial tunes. Yeah. And uh, at one point when they're recording, they're thinking, you know, we need to take some of the guitars back. Let's try to make some of this music breathe. I like this one quote where Tom says, like. Sometimes the nicest thing to do with a guitar is just look at it. I Go ahead, disagree. Go ahead. I think <laughs> um, pretentious. Yeah, that is. We're getting there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now let's get into these songs because this is like I think for a lot of people this might be their first Radiohead. Uh, if you're getting into them later when they get popular, then you go back to this and people are like, oh yeah, you got to listen to the Bends. The Benz is super critically acclaimed, as was the last one, but this one even more. So let's get into the first song. Okay, the first song is called Planet Telex. Let's just play this. Okay, big intro here. Annoying. off there's planet telex i mean we can't play too much of this get in trouble i know but i would like to yeah this is a good, so you like this song yes very much yeah. uh and we didn't even get to the chorus yet but right off the bat it's great right yeah like i would go out of my way to listen to this song again um it has one of those just driving bass lines you can't understand what he's saying i think that's that's a theme of this album uh, I start to like the Wait, let's songs chorus more. Here, yeah. I like that like washed, uh, big open chorus. So the lyrics are, you can force it, but it will not come. You can taste it, but it will not form. You can crush it, but it's always here. You can crush it, but it's always near, chasing you home. The original version, um, the original uh, title was called Planet Xerox. It's Copyright the, issues there. Copyright issues there. Yeah. And I think, I thought it was like 
you can't fix the copy machine. Like <laughs> I was like taking it like as a literal, you can force it, but it will not come. Like, ugh. I mean, we've all been in that yeah. spot. Yeah. But then it's like, you can taste it, but it will not form. I've never tasted a copy machine or paper. No, no, um, no. And then the chorus say, everything is broken. Everyone is broken. Kind of real negative, but it's like a pretty, but like guitar heavy. Uh, I can see him lying on the floor, just yeah. drunk out of yeah. his mind and, and yelling this yeah there's a lot of themes of like the body in this album actually um you can crush it as dry as a bone um anyways great great opener i can't think of a better opener out of this album let's go to the next one the bends I don't remember this. Okay, yeah. Kind of like a weird little yeah. intro there, but it's it's already a lot more experimental for him. Yeah. This already has what the first album lacked. Any kind of attitude. Like I feel it. See this to me sounds like it could have been on the last album a little bit. The bass line is so good. Yeah, but it has... I know it's... I hear... Yeah. I've always liked this song. Sorry. Oh, shit. Stop moving the accent. Yeah, I think I've... I think I've found the less I can understand him, the more I like the song. There's like a... Oh, then you're really going to like the older... The, the newer stuff. I know. I, he, <laughs> I think that's the way it's going. When he gets into the real, real good moans. Um. So, uh, yeah, Ben's Ben's a good song. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Okay, the next one, High and Dry, and I accidentally started to play that one. This is like their first. Well, no, they had ballady stuff on it, but this is real heavy acoustic. Uh, this was a big hit. I think they did. They play this in Pittsburgh on the radio. Not that I can remember. I mean, wait. Let's let's stop here and criticize Pittsburgh radio. Sorry for that little technical error. Let's criticize Pittsburgh Radio because there's really only about 10 bands that always get played on the rock stations. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> um, Stained. <laughs> Green Day. ACDC. ACDC. Um, Godsmack. The Clarks. The Clarks, yeah. Uh, that's it, right? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, if you turn the X on. Eddie Money. Yeah, but the X, they would play probably Creep. And that's about it from Radiohead. Yeah, no, I get that. I don't I know mean, if anything from this album, um, but I mean, this is definitely a popular song. Are you were you familiar with this song? No, no, and and frankly, looking at them on Spotify, I was very surprised uh, to see this as one of the top tracks. Oh wow, okay, yeah, I because I never heard of it. And thoughts on the song? Uh, I think it sounds like it's straight from like an Activia commercial. Um, hmm. Yeah, really. Probiotics. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of the song. Well, this song could I'm a fan of probiotics. This song could have gone on the last album, maybe, right? Absolutely. This is... It's almost a stop whispering-ish. I don't know. Once again, they just stopped me dead in the tracks. Hmm. I I, I mean, I think the, the his voice really carries this song. Um, okay. I like it. I think it's good. And it sounds like I like all Radiohead songs, but that's not true. We'll get into the ones yeah, I don't I've, like. Yeah, I've yet to hear you be critical. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next song is... 
what was my critique of this song though? It might be a little long. Um, that's eh, four minutes and f 17 seconds. That's like not terrible. Okay, next one. This is a great song. This is the one that kind of saved them in the studio. You're not liking it, huh? No, my notebook, it just says meh. I think the lyrics are great too, about like alienation, fake people, fake life. It's all a bunch of BS. Yeah. Which to me, I'm not, lyrics are less important than the, the music. I completely agree. I'm in the exact same boat. Yeah. I think it's a little bold of them too to go from not maybe bold's too strong of a word to like ballady song to then ballady song. Yeah, I mean my critique here is they were they had me going with the first two songs, all right? I was feeling it, I was grooving. I was really liking where it was going and then they just screeching halt. Yeah. It just stopped me. Which I think you would admit this even though you don't like the album. Pablo Honey was probably perfectly sequenced. In the sense of they didn't do, they would mix up the the light and the soft songs, and then at the end is like a good end song. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't like them, there's like a, uh, you know, a uh, tempo or dynamic consist like diversity. Okay, Bones, Bones is the next song, one of my favorites. I just gotta say, this is just I think a great, and unfortunately I don't think they're gonna play any of these songs by the way off these first two albums at the concert. I'm okay with that. So right here, I was listening to this song. Yeah. I honestly thought my phone switched over to uh, What's the Frequency Kenneth by R.E.M. Oh, the tremolo. Yeah. We have to listen to the chorus. Listen to that guitar though, like the it's like a it's like an ambient sound. You don't hear that in a lot of stuff at that time. What about grinding into bones here? Yeah. yeah I mean. This song brings me kind of right back into it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is one of their better ones. Um, got me feeling it in your bones. It has this, you know, dynamic thing going on too. It's good. Okay, next song. Nice dream. Um. Not much to say here. <laughs> Well, let's, let's, you know, it's a somber song, but I guess this is a good sequencing. They have a little bit of a heavier song, more, and then they kind of take it down. And there's a lot of sonic stuff in this song that's interesting, I think, uh, with a little bit of the guitar doodad things, but I'm not a, let's fast forward here a little bit. Not, not a huge fan. Maybe one of the weaker songs. Then Just. Now this is, some say a little bit of a ripoff of Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. I was thinking that whenever I heard it. Um, it's definitely a rocker. It reminds me a little bit of the first song on Pablo Honey. Yeah. Can't get the stink out. It's been 
it, you're starting to notice a little bit too of the same like heavy than just bass and singing. I guess I'm starting you get a little bit of that. But I like that. Yeah. I like that it, it makes the song breathe a little bit more. I mean that's that's okay to me. It's it's whenever it's just purely slow. I think that is just yeah. that's just rough to me. So I think this is one of the songs that they um they had as a single that they the record company wanted to put out and they did. Actually let's go to this. Now what year was this album? This album was 1995. So yeah, this was uh, one of their one of their uh, singles that they released in August. The first release of the uh, single was "My Iron Lung," which we haven't got to. Then "High and Dry" and "Planet Telex" were the second release singles. Then "Fake Plastic Trees." Then "Just" was the third, the uh, fourth single, I guess fifth. And then "Street Spirit," the last song, "Fade Out," is the last single, which I was surprised by that. Because my one of my favorite, maybe my favorite Radiohead song is on this album. Oh, I can't oh wait yeah, to hear and I can't believe it is. I can't believe it's not a single. I freaking love this song so much. And I'll tell you what it is. So that's just, and the next one is "My Iron Lung." This is the one the record company was like, um, you know, uh, this can be the big hit. You know, this is what song eight, I think. Yeah, "My Iron Lung." It's a. Again, they had a, is this like a heart-shaped box type thing, too? There was a critique of that I heard, I read. I want your thoughts on this breakdown in the middle here, or the chorus. I actually have a very... to a uh, very good revelation mm -hmm. in this breakdown, I think. Well, here we go. It's going to come up. Hold on. Ugh, not here. But you hear different elements of different sounds with the guitars here. They're experimenting more than they did on Pablo Honey. Yeah, they're definitely trying new things. They're trying to break out which I like. Which I like. I want bands doing that. I agree. Okay, I'm just going to skip ahead because we can't... Okay, here. I mean, it definitely sounds like a Nirvana song. Or heavier, like something like Nine yeah. Inch Nails. I, um, right about there, put a note, put a note in my trusty old notebook here. I said, oh shit, I just air guitared. So you like that? Yeah, I was uh, I was a big fan. I think it's all right. I don't mind it. Um, it. There was a critique I read that said, it sounds like there's two songs and you should have separated them and made one song with that chorus and build around it and then had the other song. And uh, I think a comment from one of the band members was like, oh, that's awesome. That's what we wanted to do. Good. Like, um, It definitely, uh, his like voice is real distorted. It's pretty heavy. Um yeah, it's fine. I, I can I can see why that wasn't like a big hit because it's a little disjointed, and it's not the most listener friendly song. Um, but uh, okay, next song is "Bulletproof." I wish I was, and um, this one's a softer side. So again, I think good sequencing. They go from a like a. This is just more of a, a ballady. All right, how do we? 
big intro with sound, ambient noise for 27 seconds. Yeah, I think that's what I liked about it. This is one of the first slow songs where I was kind of digging it. I mean, just noise, reverb, yeah. just... I feel like Radiohead's one of those one of those bands that needs to add a theremin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I like this one. No, I remember... Uh, we I, just we just can't agree. I I appreciate what they're doing, but oh, and then he sings "Bulletproof," and then you hear the little teardrop guitar parts. You know, what doesn't come in here? Let's skip it. I like what you can see the seeds of future Radiohead songs in that song. Right, I think. I, yeah, right, right. Okay, this is this is the. Oh, this is such a good song. Here we go. See, he almost he almost uses his voice as another instrument. Yes, absolutely. I can't tell. I can't pick out a single word he's saying, but it sounds good. Yeah. Guitar work here is great. Right here, so good. Yeah. Oh, I just get chills listening to that. It's so good. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with you on this song. I really like it. I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't wasn't a single it's not a single and i don't i think they play it live sometimes but what i love about this song and it's them at their best is uh i think well the lyrics are actually pretty good but the guitars are mimicking uh the vocals a little bit um there's a little bit of an off timeness to the beginning it, it feels like it's almost skipping like when you first hear that chord progression and it feels like something's not settling on an end point and it's like going back as, as if it's almost a loop um, and then it just has a regular uh, chord structure, not a regular, but um, just the song is so strongly written that I think like it could almost be a standard where like, uh, who's the pop star that everybody likes? Any of them could sing the song. To me, it's like it's like their one by U2 or something. Okay. At this point, like this is like a hummable, singable song. I've had this song in my head around work, just like it's like playing in my head a lot. Not now, but at times because I like it so much. I feel it's catchy, and then the guitars are dirty, but it's like a ballad. I don't know. I could go on and on and on, and uh, I could go on and on extemporaneously. So, um, okay, that's Black Star, one of my favorites. Never get tired of it. Here's Sulk, which was a song that. Now listen to this. Like a waltz, but at the beginning there it was kind of a little bit drummy weirdness um this was also considered to be maybe they were going to push this out as a single but they never did thoughts yeah i mean i like it uh it's kind of it's a little bland to me they're headed in the right direction uh that's pretty much all that i can say i mean overall so far this album i'm definitely this is a plus yeah i not a huge fan of this song but i feel 
that his vocals are really strong on this. Uh, the chorus, he really starts singing strongly. I don't know. Like, I, I almost think at certain points of this album, like, they're they're trying to be out there and weird. And I just kind of think at some points they're just trying a little too hard. And it's just coming or off. they're restrained by the genre of, like, we're in the grunge or. Yeah. You know, yeah. And some of these songs are older, too. I think uh, there's still some on a Friday are still some of the songs. I could probably pick those out. <laughs> then this is the last song on the album. Uh, I was a fan. I think that this is a... Street Spirit Fade Out. Yeah, I think that this is definitely a good way to end. Sounds like Blue Oyster Call to me. Yeah, which is cool. Cool. Once again, can't understand a word they're saying. I think I like that more. Actually, it has an REM... Like an ar- the chord arpeggio, REM's famous for those arpeggios. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. I think it's a good song. I think it's a great ending, a song to end on. Um, so that is the Benz, and uh, let's turn this down a little bit here. Overall thoughts of yeah, the Benz. Definitely, definitely much, much more positive. Uh, I could see myself listening to a lot of those songs, kind of going out of my way um, to listen to them, adding them to certain playlists for me, uh, you know, just putting them on just to hang out. Yeah, the first five songs are almost like, to me, big hits. Planet Telex, The Bends, High and Dry, Fake Plastic Trees, Bones. Then you have, I wouldn't say, a dud. I think Nice Dream's kind of a dud, but it's kind of a good way after Bones, which is a little heavier, to give that little palate cleanser, maybe, as they say. Yeah. I, then you go to Just. I, I mean, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, Just is um, kind of a rocker. Uh, My Iron Lung is decent. Bulletproof, Black Star. That's like the side B. Nobody gets records anymore, so there's no really side B. Yeah. Salk and then uh, Street Spirit. Definitely... Great album, I would say better than the second or the first album. Although I don't think the and the critics like that as well, but they didn't have the big hit that uh, Creep. Um, uh, no, had. but I I think it's on the whole. Uh, I think it's much stronger. Yes, and then after this, they go into we will talk on the next episode. Okay, computer, uh, and maybe we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what happened in between but i know they end up going on tour with their idols rem and then they become big fans with them yes so uh rem fan at all are you an rem fan i mean i don't i don't dive into their discography but there are a lot of songs that i i like if you listen to their stuff they clearly to me stole from (laughs) who radiohead (laughs) yeah no um no rem kind of just did what they wanted yeah I mean, uh, if you listen to the album Out of Time, there's uh, Losing My Religion and then just a bunch of weird songs. Yeah, which are, which is kind of cool. Into. I like weird. I, um, You know, I, at the beginning of this, I kind of said that I ragged on him for being pretentious, and that's why I steered clear for a while. But, like, I am I'm accepting it. I am. I just. You flipped in one episode. You were like, I don't know if I'm going to be into this. Now, all of a sudden, you hear Planet Telex. And then well, but what's your favorite song on the album? On that album? Yeah. Um probably probably gonna have to be either Planet Telex or the Benz. Yeah, I like Planet Telex a lot. I would say Planet Telex, Black Star are my two favorite. The Benz and then High and Dry and Fake Plastic Trees are definitely good. Uh, to me, I've worn out High and Dry and Fake Plastic Trees because when I was in college, 
I listened to those. My girlfriend at the time. Mm, what should you say now? I know. I'm a married man. It's okay. Um, no one's, no one's going to listen. No one's listening, so it yeah. doesn't matter. But she really liked those songs, and we, you know, we'd play them driving around in the car a lot. Um, because that's all I did was drive. We just drove around. Yeah, <laughs> I drove around Pittsburgh before it was so cool. Well, because that you were probably broke. And actually, when this came out, you were what nine? No, you were like seven. Yeah, so like I was really into ambient and just like thinking <laughs> yeah. and like intellectualism. Yeah. In 1995, I was 14. This came out in March, and I don't remember this album coming out. I yeah. don't remember anything about them until like OK Computer or the the later albums. So this album kind of went unnoticed, particularly in Pittsburgh area. Nobody in Allegheny County was blasting Radiohead, um, and I was into. Let's see, at age 14... Oh, Metallica. It was Metallica non-stop. Yeah, I I, I think every red-blooded teenage male had a Metallica phase. I think that's safe. And I can tell you, I learned so much about... um, Being in the... How to to lay safely in the back of a truck uh, at this time, because my parents had a pickup truck with a cap on it. Right. And they had like two... Um, cushions from uh, uh, what do you call it like uh, outdoor cushions hills. that I would lay on okay. yeah from Hills department store basically and they'd go oh we're gonna go to the mall we're gonna go out to eat just you lay down in the back which is not safe no just, and just flopping around back there roll. and I would just put my headphones on and listen to Metallica and just you know oh sharp turn my head bangs off the metal side of the uh, I can't even imagine I mean th- we're not talking like the 1940s here this is like 1990 we know seatbelts are important. I mean, but, their cars have suspension at this point. But just, oh, just put our son in the back. I mean, did they love me? Um, That's to be determined. Would you even ride in the back of a truck? Now? Yeah. I, 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 I do. I currently do. What do you mean? I mean, not like daily, but... In what situation? Well, I mean, we go camping. Um... And you drive for like miles in the back of truck. I mean, I could see you're going down to the the watering hole. Uh, I like, wouldn't. I wouldn't say miles, but I I definitely say that I have rode it in the the bed of a pickup truck in the last month on two seventy nine or McKnight Road on no. an interstate. No. Yeah, that's what my parents were doing. Let's get on the interstate. Throw our son in the back. Whatever. He well, that's a, absurd. He has a face that could stop a train. So who cares? Yeah, can't get any worse, right? All right, he's on Let's meds. put this gasoline on yeah. his face. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, Jake. Any final thoughts about uh, this or anything else? Uh, I'm excited for what's come. I am I, I am vaguely, vaguely aware of, of the later Radiohead albums, and I'm excited for it. It's definitely going to be me putting on headphones and uh, just going into it balls deep. If I remember correctly... And I'll have to stand corrected. This podcast will be the correction. I think I might have fewer songs I like on OK Computer, but overall, but there might be some real shiners. We'll find out on the next episode of, what's this show called again? Mm. Oh, A Complete Idiotech's Guide to Radiohead. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.